Well, welcome in. Welcome into another episode of Sly King Unleashed. Hope you are doing well and really glad to be back with you once again. And look, if you have not checked out some of my previous podcasts, uh, go do that. OK, some of the previous podcasts I have up are available for you to listen to. Also, if you want to hit me up, follow me on social media as well. You got something you want me to talk about. Hit me up at I am Sly King on Twitter and also Instagram. Speaking of social media. I want to talk about a subject that I feel like is so critical as it relates to our young girls. You know, we live in a time now where social media is like everywhere. You know, I remember being like younger high school and I really was able to get a phone for the first time. Like that was post phones in the pouch, you know, the big bags. Okay. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google old cell phones. Okay. The bag cell phones. And I had like the brick cell phone. And I remember getting that because I was driving and, you know, my parents knew I had football practice and things like that. And so with my mom teaching at the school too, our schedules were all over the place. And it was just to make sure I got home safely or if there was an emergency. And so that was like, very early era of, of cell phones. There's no texting happening during that time. At least I didn't. But now we're in an era that everything is accessible to our young people and especially our young girls. Now, I have two young girls and I really am always thinking about seeing things from a man's perspective because that's the best way and that's the only way I know how as it relates to how men uh, can see young girls and and even at the same time how they think and process stuff. And, and so when you think about these things and I was paying attention to something I saw on social media and I'm not going to get into the details of who it was or anything like that. And I just happened to scroll through social media and I looked through and I noticed there was a young girl who was a, just turning 17 years old just turning 17, as in week before, day before, you know, she was just 16, okay, fresh into the age of 17 years old. And she did not look 17. Now, it was clear in the photo and what was posted that she had turned 17. It was her 17th birthday, all these things. And the response from men, and I'm not talking about high school. I'm not talking about early college. I'm talking about men. The response was absolutely ridiculous. Now, she did look older. She was shaped a whole lot older than what she was. She was dressed in a way that was probably not a 17 year old kind of attire, you know, at that point, if that makes sense. But the fact that she was being hit on by these grown men, it really made me think about something. And I want your feedback on this because ladies, you are the ones who are ultimately the mothers, the ones who are truthfully able to speak sometimes directly to our young girls. And, and that really matters. But what I want to know, are we to blame for our young girls looking the way they look as early as they look? Is it the fault of the parents? And here's why I asked that question, because I remember my sister and I remember, you know, other, you know, girls or people who my parents were friends with and they had girls, man, they were strict on their girls dressing a certain way, looking a certain way. I think we have gotten to a point now with the speed of technology and the speed of life and how everything moves so quickly. We got to have it now. Got to do this. Got to do that. We have rushed some things too soon. 
And I feel like we've rushed that as it relates to our young girls too soon. We want them to grow up so fast, want them to be grown so fast. You know, it gets into the conversation where I have a problem with the fact that, you know, we are putting cap and gowns on kids so soon before they get to middle school or high school, not even middle school. I mean, I didn't put on a cap and gown until I was in high school, but we're, we're doing the proms early. We're doing, you know, homecoming early. We're crowning this. We're doing this. We're doing all these things so soon. Are we really to blame for the way our young girls are looking now and that they are being seen by men who don't care. All they want to do is sleep with them. All they want to do is, is to have an opportunity to see if they have a mental mindset where they can get into this mode of, of wanting them as much as you may, you know, as they want you or whatever the case may be. It's, it's that R. Kelly syndrome type of approach. And you can feel how you want to feel about R. Kelly. I'm not going to even get into that deeply, but we all know the track record. We all know the history. We all know the stuff that's been proven to a degree. And, and the bottom line is that mentality is not just him. That mentality is in young men, older men as well. I'll take you back, and there's a song that I actually like the song because the song has a great beat to it. It's really, really great. And, and But the artist in the song, and it was from 80s, I believe it was the 80s, he starts talking about the girl was only 17, and he was in love with the girl. But I believe at that time, I mean, if you put math in the equation, you know, you talk about the record or whatever, he was, you know, obviously much older 30s or whatever the case may be the bottom line is he wasn't in her age bracket I know you like slide with girls like older men hey but in my house that's not how that's gonna go okay but the point is is it something that we were considered to be okay with because regardless of how she looks that should not be okay from a man's perspective to want to go after a girl who is 17 or even younger and I think about it and I say, should we change how we are allowing our young girls to look so soon? Now, I'm not saying you put them in stockings. I'm not saying you have them in full length suits. and they can't. But I'm also saying some of the stuff that some of the girls I see walk around with and what they wear at their age. There's no way possible my mom would have let my sister do that. Not under her roof at her house. And God knows my dad wouldn't have let it happen at all. Uh, he would have lost it. But I wonder, are we really the ones at fault for what is happening? Because time and time again, we wonder, we see, we hear stories about young girls uh, being, you know, followed by men or, you know, situations that we have where there's sex trafficking that's real. I don't know if you know about it, but sex trafficking is a real big deal. There was a movie that I started watching on Netflix that dealt with this whole conversation. And when I tell you how bad it is. I mean, the premise of this, this girl was, uh, they were split up, and I, I can't remember the title of the, the movie, but they were split up, and the girl uh, was a foster child and, and thought she was getting moved to a new home or new location. Come to find out, they were taking somewhere else to be sold to these people in to the sex, uh, you know, whole trafficking system. And it's a system that these men come through are pay, paid or paid to have sex with these young girls and, and all these things like that. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, that could be anybody's daughter, anybody's child who's not focused, not paying attention in their surroundings and what they're doing and anything like that. And that can be so dangerous when you really, really, really think about it. And so as I started to process that, and then I also saw as I continued to look through things in social media, I'm reading the responses and I'm thinking, 
They don't care. There's no mindset that they have to think that this is a little too young. And I think that we have to look at things and say, okay, are we setting them up for a position of something that may be uncomfortable for them? Are we putting them in a position for them to do something that could very well be detrimental to themselves, not knowing the things that they're walking into and getting into? I mean, at a younger age, there's a lot of stuff you don't know. I mean, we think we know it all, right? We think we have it all figured out. We think we know it. We think we have done this and done that, and we haven't done much. Now, I know you can say, well, Sly, you know, girls mature faster than boys, and that's true. But at the same time, I think that we have to begin to start evaluating what we are allowing our young kids to have access to and expose themselves to. Because at some point in time, we're setting them up for where we consider this cycle that we're in, where you have young girls who now are, are children, have children, and then, you know, your grandmother is, 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 is 28, you know, and it's, it's just at a point now where it's like, okay, where does this cycle stop? Because at some point in time, we have to begin to educate our young girls and help them understand that, hey, this is not the route you need to go. And, and, and most men, in a lot of cases, in their mind, their mind is centered around one central thing. And whatever you're going to give them access to when it comes to them having opportunities to have sex with you and do those kinds of things, they're going to take advantage of that. And it really concerns me because as a father with young girls, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, yo, that's, that's not how it goes down. I mean, that's not acceptable. And I think that we have to change the narrative of what we're allowing our kids to have access to and also allowing them to look a certain way. You cannot have them leave out the house wearing something or you buying it. Most of the time, this is being purchased by the parent or parents buying it, letting them wear it and not to think that somebody is not going to find them to be attractive and they don't really know how old they are because you and I both know we've seen children now who look as old as we do. And if you're in your 40s or if you're in your 30s, you know I'm telling the truth. You've seen young kids look the same age as you. Okay. I don't know what it is. I'm not really sure. I had a conversation with someone. I said, you know, when we were growing up, you know, our aunts and uncles, you know, we thought they were so much older than we were. And we come to find out now, fast forwarding to today, realizing going back and looking 20 years, 25 years, we're going, wait a minute, they were in their 30s, younger than that but they looked older than what they were. And I think now we see so many of our young girls, young boys especially, they don't look the same age as we looked at that point as we were growing up. They look much older. And I don't know, we could get into genetics, we could get into the conversation about food and what we eat and all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to break all that down. But I am going to say there is a very, very close similarity into seeing the ages that don't really add up to the, somebody that looks 16 or 17 years old. That doesn't make it okay, right? That doesn't make it okay because they look older. That's not the case. But at the same time, this young lady is on social media and you're having these conversations back and forth with people. Now, wait a minute. That We got to start beginning to say, okay, what are we allowing them to do again, as I say, having access to? What are we allowing them to really involve themselves in that is not healthy for them? We have to begin to start thinking through these things and saying, look, you are still the child in my house. You are still the child under my authority. 
You're not 21 years old yet. You're not at a point of being on your own yet. You know, at that point in time, and I know you may be saying, well, you know, slide, they turn 18. They can do what they want to do. Well, the people uh, that are still under my roof, whatever your age may be, uh, at the same time, these are my rules. These are our rules. This is this is the house that we run, uh, not you. And when you begin to assert authority in that and making them understand that this is what you accept, that changes everything. It, it changes everything. And I mean, at that point in time, you begin to have to say, hey, you're not allowed to do these things, not under my watch. And here is the reason why. And, and it may seem like it's being difficult and challenging, but I think most of us, when you get to talk about discipline, we say, OK, well, I'm not going to do my children the way my parents did me. Well, wait a minute now. Let's think about this for a moment. You may not want to do some of those things, but some of those things your parents did were very beneficial to your outcome of how you ended up being today. If it was not for my parents uh, being very strict on me about uh, not only being, you know, mannerable, but also being respectful and, and you know, minding my my understanding of authority and doing the things that they made sure was very critical to my upbringing and development. If those things were not in place. I would not be the man that I am today. Sure, I'm flawed. I got a lot of issues and like most people. But at the same time, the foundation that my parents laid was critical to who I am today. And I thank God every single day. You know, you sit back and you think, and I go, man, I sound like my mom. I sound like my dad, you know, or I'm doing things that they did. Uh, but at the same time, those things that my parents did helped shape me into who I am today. Now, I'm not saying you don't have to adjust things now because obviously, you know, uh, children are different in a certain degree. But I don't believe it's always so much the children are different. I believe it's down to something that I've talked about before in, in a previous podcast that we as parents have done things differently. We've approached these situations differently than what we've approached them in the past. And so I remember those things that my parents said to myself and my sister that we couldn't do, that we had to abide by the rules and the things that they set in place for us. And I thank God that they did. I really do. I look back at it and I say, man, there's a lot of stuff. I had no idea what was going on when I was growing up. I was going through school because I was not able to be around that stuff. But at the same time, I'm grateful I didn't because if I did, I would be easily influenced. And that's what happens with a lot of kids now. They're easily influenced. They're looking for a way to be accepted. They're looking for people to find them, you know, able to fit in and be accepted into these groups. I remember these things. And I got to talk about that one day uh, on, on one of my podcasts about some things I went through and how uh, they really shaped me, too. Um, and, and they were really difficult. Uh, but at the same time. All those things your children will go through and go through because peer pressure and friends and so-called friends, all these things are things that really are a big part of what happens when they begin to move from that young age to the adolescent age and, and then begin to move into being a teenager and so forth and so on. But at the same time, as parents, we have a job to shape these things. Now, you're not going to stop your children from doing everything. I don't believe that's possible. That's not going to be the case. You're not going to be able to stop them from doing everything. But at the same time, we have a responsibility as parents to make sure our children are being in a good place to help them be as successful as they can and help them avoid situations that are not healthy for them. Well, listen, I really want you to hit me up on social media. You got a question about something. You want me to talk about something. Make sure you hit me up. Follow me at I am Sly King on Twitter and also on Instagram. Until next time, it's Sly saying I'm out. Peace.